0: I would have loved to have played sports with Julian growing up because I would have oh, imagined that like throughout like the entirety of a season you just have to continue to re-explain the rules. Sure. It's like so. This I was is just a keeping a light on the
1: sidelines, baby. It's
0: like, damn it! I thought we were playing field hockey again.
1: Yeah. You're just pooping ping pong balls all day. Dude, I was just on the sideline playing
0: with my tech deck. That's all <laughs> <I did. laughs> Shout out, dude! That's
1: a blast. Deck. It is. Yeah, I like tech deck. Good that was you. the best, dude. I was getting pretty good at that, dude. Doing a couple of kick flips, uh, I was kick terrible. Flips sure, yeah, I just, four stairs,
0: I would just lose <laughs> the deck. I would, I would just, I would, I would just get molasses on my fingers yeah. and just
1: oh cheater, yeah, double sided tape, dude. No chance, dude. Bro, check out this this fun fact that I just learned about this girl who's thirteen years old named Riley Stewart. She just got $20,000 for finding a puffy Dorito and putting it up on eBay and, and, and put it first of all, putting it up on TikTok being like, Hey, what am I supposed to do with this puffy Dorito? One of those kinds that just has like a bubble in it, right? Yeah. The whole thing was a bubble. She put it on her TikTok page, got 11 million views. They were like, put it on eBay. See if anybody will buy it. So she listed it at 99 cents, got 20 G's. <laughs> How good's this? She's was it 13.
2: just a Dorito 3D and she just fit it?
1: Yeah, her dad's fucking pissed because he was like, "Yo, I bought that chip dip, dude. I bought that bag of chips for you, so you gotta owe me at least like seventy five percent."
0: How? Oh, how many? Britney'd. She's getting Brittany already, dude. over twenty,
2: twenty k. What? What?
0: What is her TikTok following like? Like, does she just have a? Is she? Is she a TikTok celebrity? And this is why Not people at all. bid on it. No,
1: not at all. So, like, what happened was it just like started getting attention like any st- stupid viral video does. And um, it, like, caught the attention of the chief marketing officer of Doritos. And so she uh-huh. was the one that officially, like, paid it out as, like, a marketing strategy. Like, oh, we'll fucking just pay you 20 grand and make this a reason for people to go buy chips. And she was like, cool with me. <laughs> like, great. So Wait. it happened, man.
0: So, so did. Doritos put down twenty Gs. Were they yes. like, okay? So yeah. it wasn't some Yahoo at home yeah. who's like, "Hey man, I just made a bunch of money on Eurythrium, uh NFTs. Let me just spend it on a Dorito." Either I way, man, that
1: that's
0: yeah. Either way,
1: that girl uh, just just became an entrepreneur overnight. So she's now figuring out ways to make an, another twenty Gs quick. Nothing's gonna be cool to her anymore. Like when she goes gets a job at like as a Fucking bag checker at the grocery store because that's going to be your first job. So you like, what is this $427 paycheck I'm mm. getting every two weeks?
0: What 20 G's for having a puff chip? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this bullshit. What
0: flavor of dodo was it? Just
1: straight up nacho cheesy. That's oh, it's the, the best, dude. Nothing's better. Except for, I've been eating these lime flaming hots, dude. What do you guys know about the flaming hots? You guys like those? Are those Doritos? I, I, like just wanna, I just want to, just want to jump in the dust, dude, and just like inhale and die.
0: <laughs> what are What are the? I uh... <laughs> <God>, mean, <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: <bad. laughs> so when you guys would, like laugh at the fact that it was a joke, what like perverts? Uh, what, it, but those are Cheetos, Jules. <laughs> no, they have them on Doritos now too, dude. Flamin' Hots, What are
2: you talking about, dude? They Get make the everything program. in Flamin' Hot now. Yeah, oh, dude, really? Mm-hmm. Everything's is a Flamin' Hot. Is Cheeto
0: is Cheeto and Dorito made by the same company? I don't know
2: Lay's Are they both like Nabisco products. Nabisco or something? Lay's?
0: I think it'd be Nabisco because yeah. you can't I'm just guarantee they have a patent on flame and hot. Mm. Whatever the combination mm. of poisonous, well, like, poisonous yeah. deliciousness is.
2: They just gained them from yeah. Taki's I think, right? Isn't that kind of what they did? I don't and, know. Have you guys uh, tried yeah. those
0: have you guys tried those Doritos Heart Shell Tacos from Taco Bell? Mm-mm. They have like I haven't nachi- been to Taco
1: Bell in twelve years. Oh dude, they it's good. It? It's been a minute since
0: I it's been a minute since I had one. But I think it was I think it was Laura on my like 30th birthday. hmm She's like, yo, I don't know, we all woke I was up way earlier than I should have been. And she's she's like, hey, let's go to Taco Bell. There's one down the way from here. And uh she's like, Have you have you tried those Doritos locos tacos yet? It's like a hard shell taco, but the hard shell is Dorito chip. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind!
1: Blew your mind. That sounds pretty. I cooler mean, that Ranch. Does sound cooler Ranch. Good.
0: Cooler Ranch shell. Ooh, mm-hmm. baby!
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Yes, dude.
1: I used to. I used to hate on the Cooler Ranches, and I'm, I'm I'm okay with them now.
0: That well, was that's my, good. That's good to know. That was my entry yeah. point into that. Really? game. Was first? Yeah, the Cooler Ranch You just ranch. the blue. You just thought the blue mm-hmm. beggar was like
1: the thing. You just didn't don't even know about the red beggar.
0: I feel like they released that <laughs> flavor <laughs> when I was just getting into like the chip game. Right. You don't Come really on, dude. Those chips were no, released gonna, way
1: before you were born. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but they were white. They used to be like a white bag. Like white and red and like kind of poppy. Mm. Like they'd pop,
2: like the chip would pop out of the bag, It was like white. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? <laughs> He's just emphasizing everything, really. Blue bag? Yeah. red bag, <laughs> yeah. Popping. Popping remember chip popping.
0: You know what I had like uh at the gorge <clears throat> this past weekend? Mm. What'd you Got have? Got back from yeah. the show. Shout out to Dave Matthews Band Mm -hmm. and the incredibleness of their situation. I'll tell the story just for anybody who's not aware of it. Uh, The day of their three-night stint at the the Gorge Amphitheater. Yeah, Yeah. the first day of uh, the Gorge Amphitheater. They've been playing that for 25 years. This last show that they just played was their 25th year anniversary of – Doing labor really at the wow, that's awesome. 40, 40, 45,000, something somewhere in that ballpark of people, three days in a row, sold it out every day for the last like 25 years. Minutes. The mm-hmm. first day of the 25th year anniversary was this year. The bass player, Stephen Lassard, and the drummer, Carter Buford, both tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that morning, they completely redo the set list. And they pulled off a full weekend of, like, three-hour shows. It
2: wasn't even that morning. It was, like, 2.30 p.m.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they must have known that morning, and they must have started adjusting at that point. But, like, the fact that they were just, no, we're not going to cancel these shows. We're going to pop up, and we're just going to... The buddy, the keyboard player, Mm -hmm. like, halfway through the set, jumped on the drums, played the rest of the show on the drums. Tony Hall... Who's in Dumpster Dumps Funk, Funk, which is yeah. the first of three? He came up and played bass. Like wow. there's such incredible musicians, and they put on a killer show. Yeah, that They the just threw it together. Entire were you
2: they didn't had. "Ask you to play? No, no I'm, I'm no, terrified." No, they kicked us out as soon as our set was <laughs> done. they were like, "No catering for you. Get out.
0: Get here. No sunny pops." <laughs> uh, so they,
1: so they, so hold on. They, they just like they substituted other players, in, and they didn't. They just like just switched.
0: Players. Like half the set, they played just Dave and Tim Reynolds. Acoustic, which is a thing that the audience really likes, they used to tour like that a little bit. Um, what does Dave Reynolds do? Tim Reynolds, Tim Reynolds. plays, Tim the uh, uh-huh. so it's just two acoustic guitars. But the songs, I mean, the songs are all written on Dave's acoustic guitar, and he's <laughs> a, such a rhythmic guitar player yeah. that it actually does have like a pulse, yeah, which yeah. is super cool. And I, it th- works in that format, but to me, it was just. Like, Dave still came up before we went on and introduced us, and he was cool as a cucumber. He's just like, hey, guys, how you going? You know, I'm fucking Dave. I'm a billionaire. I'm Dave Matthews. You know, keep it real. (laughs) Like, I would be panicking. I would be in in my bus, huddle in a corner.
2: Like improv two-hour set.
0: Yeah, like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm just going to do two hours, two and a half hours, not like I'm used to. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, great show. I no, wouldn't have, man. You would have done. You would have done something. Would we would have pulled. Have pulled we would have pulled it off. But I'm just trying to praise that squad yeah, because they're a good squad cool. and they, yeah, they do mean, good stuff.
2: And at the level that they did did it, pulled it off, was pretty righteous.
1: Yeah, being professional musicians and knowing, like, having some wherewithal around what what pulling something like that off must take. How many people do you think were involved in that in like the decisions going on with that whole thing to
0: make that happen? Oh, at, at, that, at that size enjoyable for
1: people yeah
0: well when it comes to the music it's just the musicians the music yeah. is like you no know, like definitely management sometimes label but mostly management will like have an idea and they'll voice that hmm. idea like that's why you hire management but the music is sacred ground to the musicians So whatever decisions are made about the music is done so by the musicians. It might be informed by an agent or a manager or, you know, so on and so forth. But, like, what happens on stage happens between the musicians, you know. At least that's how I would do it. No, for sure. Um, And and I would imagine Dave's the same way. Like, I can't imagine Corin Capshaw is calling Dave, like, you should play Ants Marching in (laughs) F-sharp. You know, like that really hit about five songs in, you know, Uh, he's not, he's not making those calls. So that's gotta be, that's definitely Dave and like the band members. Mm -hmm. It was cool. Rashawn who uh, um, plays trumpet had a super cool post at the end of the three day stint. It was just like, I'm writing this. I'm in tears. I can't believe we pulled this off. Like just how stressful that must've been Mm -hmm. for them. Like, I can't imagine. First of all, the, the the gravity of canceling those shows like morning of forty thousand people are already there with their campers they've bought and the majority of the people who come to that weekend they fly from all over the place they're coming from florida Mm -hmm. from michigan they're coming from we're probably not coming from europe at this point but like they come from all over the globe Mm -hmm. and travel to be in the middle of bum fuck nowhere dude the gorge is not like okay i guess yeah the show was canceled we're 20 minutes away from chicago o'hare it's gonna be fine no you're like three hours away from the closest airport it's gonna get you anywhere yeah yeah so the gravity of the decision that must have crossed their minds must have crossed their minds to be like we can't do these shows we're not gonna we don't have Carter Buford is like the spine of that squad. He is,
2: yeah. And he's a star in himself anyways. He's
0: a star, dude. He's like one of the most incredible drummers ever. And the pairing of Dave Matthews and Carter Buford has allowed the songs that Dave has written, which are, I mean, nobody writes songs like Dave Matthews. Mm -hmm. Like, say what you will about his music, he pioneered a way to write tunes. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for Carter's ability on the drums his musicality on the drums mm, brilliant it wouldn't have worked no wouldn't be the same <clears throat> it wouldn't be the same uh-huh. and so carter just is like i'm out like that morning i'm sorry guys
2: yeah i've i don't know the timeline i remember i was on stage when i saw them pulling his drums apart and taking all the bass stuff away and i was like what's happening
0: <laughs> yeah. so we, i get a i get a not a text bears in the room with us yeah and i either barrett got a text from you or barrett Talk to you or something I called bear okay, so he comes into the green room he 's like, you guys, this is hilarious so every time you play a gig there's what 's called local hands, which are people who live in the area they 're hired by the union and they come just help move drums or you know push things on stage push things off stage but they 're not a part of the touring squad yeah so the message somehow relayed from bear to me or it was guess, a game of
2: telephone between everybody it was a sure.
0: game of telephone bear goes the local hands just accidentally struck all of carter Buford's drums yeah that which is, is not like, what
2: happened it's not what happened and that would be unprecedented they'd all be fired <laughs> <Well, laughs> exactly. well, it, didn't, it oh. just wasn't accidental it happened but it just didn't happen accidentally well, what you saying i was on deck trying to talk to dave's stage manager about something and i saw Him just scrambling with a couple other guys from Dave's squad, including like the monitor guy who normally wouldn't be touching background stuff. He's in charge of like the ears for the musicians, what music they hear. Just striking frantically these drums, just putting them down. And then I saw the bass text come up and take all the bass stuff down. I'm just standing there like, this is a weird thing to reset. Right. You know, like I was thinking, it was like, Oh, maybe they needed the room for something and blah, blah, blah. blah. It's a weird thing to have happen, but bear interpreted is the local hands did that, which would be just again, catastrophic failure.
0: Right. Like, like guillotine.
2: They would have gone home.
0: They would have just t- t- taken a hang glider and just hang glided <laughs> them off the back yeah. of the stage. Another in the accident Columbia River. at the gorge, <laughs> <laughs> but come to find out, it was because, at that point, yeah. they knew, like, oh, well, we can't... Like, they're not going to be here. They're not going to be here, so let's get rid of their stuff. I Yeah, it was so, so there, amazing so to be
1: able to witness that. There's a lot of people involved in that pulling off, then, rather than just musicians. Like Obviously, like the decisions might be made by the musicians, but then, like, to actually execute the decisions, it still takes a village, right, to like, oh, put totally. a new set list together, like, figure out all these things. It's not just Dave, like, sitting in his, like trailer just like okay like let me do this whole thing myself
2: well he probably (laughs) was but they were definitely just like standing by to scramble because that changes the video that changes definitely the lighting so those all those guys were reprogramming their set show to whatever set it was going to be they're on the fly waiting to know what songs are going to be and then they're just like scrambling to reprogram lights and
0: positions and spots well yeah what's interesting about that Is with a band like Dave Matthews, they don't—they never do the same set list.
2: No, but they probably have a set list of songs,
0: right? Of programs
2: that they give because they'll have to patch those programs in to run them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's going to be different positions on stage or different things like that, it's definitely a big squad of people trying to coordinate on the fly. Like, how do we do our jobs to make enhance the show as well?
1: Yeah, just like the people behind the the scenes, like that are doing the lights and stuff. Have to—they have to change that whole entire program
0: and everything all the sound everything has to be changed. Yeah, it's yeah. it's wild. It's wow. it's it was just super cool to pros. witness like people of that caliber, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, there's a whole nother level. There's many 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 many, many levels, levels and yeah. <laughs> you guys are at the top level.
2: Mm-hmm. And he's had the same crew notoriously forever too, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. He's like kept the camp, which I think says a lot about him.
0: He's a good, he's a good dude, yeah. man. Like, just it, literally every natural disaster, that guy's throwing together some sort of non-profit concert yeah. with the biggest names in the entertainment industry. He's got farm aid. Mm-hmm. He's like, not single-handedly, but played a huge part in saving the rhinos. Right. Like, a gigantic amount of money via... His yeah. channels has been spent trying to keep rhinoceroses from being extinct.
2: I think he lives relatively humble too. I mean, he was like
0: my neighbor in Wallingford. Lives in Wallingford. I <laughs> no. saw him. I saw him down at uh, Ding Dong Donuts or what, what's the name of that donut shop down there in Wallingford? I don't know. O's Donuts or my Ding Donuts. Dong Donuts. <laughs> um, proper legend. Yeah, like proper, not just because of his musical career and the. Path that that band paved, Mm -hmm. but still looks you in the eyes when he talks to you. Like remembers you when Mm -hmm. he sees you multiple times. Is cool to everybody. Seemingly super humble too. Like he's one of those cats that you like. You talk to and hang around, and you get a sense that like, oh, he's he's not super comfortable in in this position.
2: Yeah, but he's doing it.
0: But he's doing it as best you possibly can.
2: Well, like you said too earlier was introducing you you know like an hour and a half before he has to go on stage and perform for two and a half hours as cool as a cucumber like you said dude he was just like hanging out
0: yeah no problem
2: like, what's up go have a great set guys good to see you glad to have you total stuff mean, i would have been sweating in places i didn't know i had
0: yeah i just would have been drenched <clears throat> yeah and that's the time right what is that that's the time what's that what's up? you're not
2: feeling that like thuds? Oh, yeah,
0: I am feeling that. I think, I don't know, somebody's cleaning downstairs. Okay. Um, i like, going through the floor, dude. Floor's collapse. Wouldn't that be a viral moment? Anyway. Steve just disappears. Through <laughs> through <laughs> the floorboards. Oh, Dan's got L and I, dude. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> like, um, so do we keep it going? Or? Yes. <laughs> All right, Ellen. So uh, what's
2: up, dude? Um, I break through the floor if Julian passes out. We're going to keep it going. You have to keep it going.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Um, that's no, that's uh, awesome, man. It's awesome that you guys get to work with pros like that. You think it's a shallow question, but do you think that, like, in a situation like that, I mean, those guys are making so much money. Do you think that the, the two that got COVID would get paid for a gig like that? Yes. If like oh, they man. had to just cancel out?
2: Yeah. Yes. Just like, yeah, yeah. They you get, get paid.
0: Those guys aren't yeah. on any sort of like per gig thing.
2: No, they're cut
0: into it. At that size mm-hmm. of at that size of band, everybody within that band is on salary. They probably get
1: paid more because it's just like I actually like I want to do the fucking show. Like I'm not like relieved that I don't get to do the show and not get paid. Like it's it's a mm, they don't get no crap
0: services, bro. They ain't getting no drink tickets. Come on.
1: <laughs> well you started this whole thing by talking about what you had while you were at the gorge because you're talking about doritos and, and all true. your tasty Tasty Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) So after
0: the show, I get back to the hotel and I'm starving. Like, I don't like like to eat before I sing because I just, I don't know, I just, I mean, in that show, too, I was terrified. I haven't sang in front of people, like, real, like, crowds with a full band for two years. Mm -hmm. And so I was just nervous and anxious and, like, afraid that my voice wasn't going to hold up. All the things that go through your head. Did it? I didn't. uh, It held up, yeah, but I didn't have, like, I don't. I don't really get the upper register of my voice until I'm like two and a half, three weeks into a tour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like repetition, 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 stretching, stretching. I have to lose my voice. I have to lose my voice kind of, or lose that upper register and then gain it back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And then I'm typically good for like forever. As long as we just don't stop touring. I'm just, I'm usually pretty good Mm -hmm. after that moment. But, uh, you know sure enough like band comes here we have like three days to rehearse so we're doing like eight hour days i'm singing hard the whole time you know so uh, my voice did hold out but i didn't have like i sang 80 percent of what i know i can or what i'm capable of singing mm-hmm. um but anyways got back to the hotel starving <laughs> we're in moses lake staying at a ramada you know and they nice, have every every <laughs> kind uh, uh, of fast food ever. Went to Wendy's? Bro, Wendy's don't is, cut corners. Wendy's, Wendy's is fucks. up there. Yeah, Wendy's fucks. I was like very like, back in my hotel room, just like just tears flowing from my face. Mm-hmm. Eating a double Wendy's bacon blaster. <laughs> it was like I was very surprised. I was like, this is leagues above other fast food burger joints besides Five Guys, shout out and in and out square
1: patties too, huh? The other square. It was
0: good. It felt like I was eating real meat. Like I eat a cheeseburger from from McDonald's. I'm like, this is kind of this is probably tofu. Yeah, this is a yoga mat. This isn't what they're advertising it as, but Wendy's. I was like, there might be some nutritional value to this meal right here. This might be actual potato. I don't think you're right. I know. <laughs> I've been, I haven't
2: been to Wendy's in so long, but let's go. I hey, uh, want to agree with press you.
0: Pause, Jules. We're gonna go to old Wendy Bendy's and get some. Okay, um, cool. Let's take there you Wendy's
2: around I'm here. Coming.
0: There's one by the Home Depot by
2: my house. Oh, never mind, there's one like an exit down.
0: Well, what are you talking about,
2: Fuck. dude? Well, let's what get some... you,
0: why didn't you tell me? Come <laughs> on, dude.
2: Let's get some DoorDash. It's on the other
1: side Not of the dude. freeway. Not yet. You guys I, can't do that. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you guys got to play and it turned out good and, and you guys thrusted it up, dude. Thrusted it up. You feel like you could go do anything
0: now? No, you know what I don't feel like I'm capable of doing is a tour without at least five people in my camp getting COVID. You got a backup plan? <sighs> the backup plan? Yeah. Yeah, just don't test anybody. <laughs> oh, Fucking else. No, I mean oh, like this is what this is. is here, let me folks. let me they give you the, had, let me right. give you the protocol of what we went through at the show. So you get on site, you have to prove vaccination or a negative COVID test. Then, well, so it's different for each touring camp, right? So like the venues, I think, are, they're restricted by the local law. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously the state of Washington, we only have a mask mandate right now the gorge, funny enough, is in my dad's county. So my dad's county commissioner right now. So their county would actually set the regulatory process of what the venue would do unless it comes down from Live Nation, because I think that's a Live Nation Nation venue. venue, So Live Nation might set specific boundaries, but each touring posse sets different regulations based upon their own personal regard. Yeah. So Dave's, like, COVID situation is everybody who comes to the show has to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test that's been taken within 48 hours. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I think it's a great way to go about it. To get backstage, you couldn't be backstage without being vaccinated. Yeah, And then upon arrival, you had to get tested. So you had to get tested. You you showed proof of vaccination. Then after that, In order to get let backstage, you had to get a negative COVID test. Those COVID tests are like a buck ten each; like they're not cheap, and they just had buckets of them back there. Yeah, two people in the band, not just the merch person. Right, two people in the band, both vaccinated. I don't know which vaccination they got. Yeah, both got it,
2: and they were they were keeping it close to the chest too as far as the like uh safety protocols they were on it you know it wasn't like this was right it wasn't like a like, fluke s- thing it was like this was like how the
0: fuck did this happen exactly this is like it, it felt like you were going into the pentagon <laughs> i don't know maybe i've never been to the pentagon <laughs> but like <laughs> the security at, to get backstage was way gnarlier than keeping any it tight, yeah. any airport i've done yeah i couldn't
1: come back there and had some cheats hell no bro come on dude no I'm way chest bump fucking d
0: maths in your dusty little hot fiery cheeto fingers ain't getting yeah, backstage come on,
1: bro i'm trying to give chest bumps to everybody
0: <laughs> but um, everybody yeah, i'm like
1: them.
0: yeah and we're all outside now granted if you're touring around the country you, you're not gonna tell a grown-ass man what to do right like if you're the manager of, or the agent of Dave Matthews, you're not going to call Carter Buford and be like, Hey man, we got a Bluetooth tracker on you. And we know you, uh, you went to planet fitness yesterday, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm sure on off days, there's not really much you can do about what your band members are doing, but like at the show, the security was incredible. I was dumbfounded by not only how efficient it was, but also just like how many layers they went through to make sure nobody back there was, Bringing any of that fungus in. Yeah. And still, and still those two guys caught it.
1: Wow. I'm like,
0: dude, I oh don't no. wow. you know. Think we're of, about to announce a tour. I'm thinking we'll announce it before this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, we got to.
2: We're going to see what happens. We're
0: going to see what happens. Essentially, like, I'm going to just wrap myself in saran wrap. Right.
2: Like and I'm going to take Steve's CPAP
0: machine. No, dude, I need it. <laughs> how many use it when you're not using it? Gross. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see how the tour that we go on this winter is gonna gonna size up because it's just what are you gonna do? It's impossible. Like on off days, I can't go, Hey Steve, like I know we're in Santa Barbara playing a show. You can't <clears> see your family. Right. Like how am I gonna do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you not hate me every morning.
2: Well, that's a given anyways. Well, well
0: yeah. But <clears throat> I don't understand how you influence the morale of a touring posse positively, which is my job. Yeah. Like that's beyond just showing up each night and playing the music as best as I possibly can, my second obligation as a band leader or whatever mm-hmm. is to make sure that everybody's having a good time. Because if nobody's Happy, then I'm miserable, right? But how do you instill, like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna foot on this tour when literally you can't leave? Yeah, you can't leave the little bubble van that we have. Mm-hmm. You go straight to your hotel room, you don't leave, you sanitize every DoorDash deal that you get to the mm-hmm. like. What are we gonna do?
2: I don't know, you're gonna guys find out
0: have to
1: get Dungeons and Dragons, dude, and just start learning how to fucking play games real nicely with each
2: other. We can bring it back. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's that's going to be a good good call. Games. Yeah. games, Monopoly. Twister. We're going to see. I mean, all these other acts right now are kind of doing tests in the water, I think, for the touring world, because there's a lot of speculation out there right now anyways. So they're testing it out, and I definitely think we'd be more vulnerable well, I guess, I don't know, than, than a big business like Dave Matthews, Band because they all each have their own bus and you know, they can definitely quarantine on the road if they want to, but something went wrong, apparently. Well, I like th- for us, we're just like in a room with 2000 people.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to sell that many tickets. Let's well, okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, the, the difference is though, is Maybe. that like on off days, they're, they're staying in hotels. It'd be one thing if they were like legitimately you're on sure. the bus or you're off the bus, Sure, you know, but they're, they're, staying in hotels on off days yeah, and yeah, yeah. hotels aren't facts like aren't doing, doing the protocol yeah. right um <clears throat> but also too you just it seemingly is just like you're just gonna you're gonna catch it it's that's like kind of
2: it's s- just a sad thought it but is i mean you might be right but it's just it's a bummer to think
0: it's a bummer he's to think it, but it's like, got, i just don't understand how like i guess going through that experience and seeing how tight they were yeah and, and then, then still
2: get exposure to two main people
0: to the two guys that you're like uh yeah anybody but the, the, literally the only worst person to get it would yeah, have been Dave, Dave yeah and dude, if our friend Tyler
1: Davis taught us anything man it's it's uh getting getting 19 backup plans dude
2: you gotta have a backup for your backup right,
0: right. but yeah. like if I get it and I I test positive.
2: We're flying Jules
0: out to There's sing the no, show. I'm There's coming, no dude. backup.
2: you looking at him. You just, can you see me, dude? <laughs> <laughs> have
0: you seen me? Literally, we've been doing a podcast together for a year and a half now.
2: <laughs> I, I can do it. All right? We'll fly <laughs> Jules can. in as the ringer. I've been waiting. Yeah. Dude, We're just going to play your vocal track and have Jules just dance around Jules to is
0: going to show up to our shows with a super soaker full of COVID-19 just so he can have a sit-in. Good God. go <laughs> <laughs> go!
1: They don't shoot like that
0: <laughs> What was the original How good's this That we just got Popping on <laughs> The puffy The puffy 20k 20k But I got a better for one dude. A It took
1: 25
2: minutes yeah. For you to tell us About Wendy's You dipshit <laughs>
0: I know <laughs> Now nah, it was cool We need to know about The Dave Matthews show man
1: that's, that's, uh, that's cool stuff That's really cool If you guys are passing By Denver Try to bash One of your um, Tail lights out Because if you do Check this out Advanced Auto Parts just partnered with the Denver Police to give them twenty five thousand dollars worth of gift cards, so that they can give out gift cards instead of tickets to their people.
2: No way! Pretty good, right? Wait, wait, how wait, good's what? this? How good's this? That's amazing.
0: Hold yeah. on, back up. You're telling me that Advanced Auto Parts, the auto parts store, mm-hmm. gave the Denver Police twenty five grand worth of gift certificates. Yeah. So now it's out it? to
1: people that have like operational problems with their cars when they're, Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Oh, like, Yo,
0: you, like you
2: have a broken headlight. Here's not yeah. a fix it ticket. Right. Here's money to go fix it. Yeah. Oh, that's this, so like, awesome.
1: inspires you to go get it and just like, yeah, encourages you and helps you do
0: it. Way to go. Advanced
1: yeah. auto. Out to, right? Advanced auto. I, yeah, I, so, I, I, so, I need so smash run. a light out on your sprinter when you're on the road now. Denby.
0: Crazy thing about the sprint. That was just, t- uh, <laughs> turn signals went out yesterday. bad tabs. <laughs> Well, don't well, get going, on fixed dude.
2: I told you you we were supposed to move to Denver.
0: We gotta go to the, we gotta go get some fuses at old advanced auto parts Isn't today. Is that cool, right? man? Isn't that cool? Isn't, Isn't that nice? That's super cool, man. I, I'm trying I to that. understand what the is that just like a it's gotta be some sort of promotional marketing thing. Because like what's gonna be publicity for
2: yeah,
1: well, both. what's gonna be the benefit? It's gonna make community I morale boosted.
0: I understand I understand what like, the social benefits are of that, but like, what's the pitch in the advanced auto parts meeting? Like, hey, this is going to be really good for marketing purposes, right? Because we well, pro- probably because obviously you found out about it. You don't live anywhere yeah. near Colorado, not even close. <clears throat> so it was a good piece of marketing strategy. I think it's yeah. wonderful.
2: They're, it's on, the, a great they're mark, on the daily market news market strategy.
0: Dude. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you guys. We're on the same page here. I'm just curious what the what's the what journey
2: is customers for life. To get there customers much for
1: life dude advanced <laughs> auto parts dude i need a need a ratchet need a i don't even i don't
2: you know go anything there for your windshield wipers you know like you just start going there because you're like that's yeah. a really cool thing have you yeah, like, like oh i didn't a-
1: have a place i didn't have a place to go get my auto parts from but now i definitely will go to advanced auto parts if i remember like i'll like search out at advanced auto parts instead of going to like a less schwal Les, now, Schwab Les Schwab is just Les for Schwab.
0: tires, pimp. You ain't uh, gonna catch well, not. You're not gonna get nothing at Les Schwab, that's, dude. See, that's what I'm. That's what I would have done. Been wrong. <laughs> do you? Um, have you ever changed the flat tire, jewels? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that
1: stupid,
0: dude. I got it. I can. I can do it. I, I one time uh, in Seattle was coming over the Ballard Bridge. You no, know, uh, the Ballard the I think it's the Ballard Bridge. I'm in my blue forty ConneLine van first touring vehicle
1: RIP rest in peace.
0: And, um, as the bridge is coming down the side of the bridge, like the right hand shoulder is like a tiny little side. It's not a sidewalk, but it's like where a sidewalk would be. Mm -hmm. And it's only about, yay. It's about a foot wide, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, two and a half feet up in the air. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming down the bridge and like the person in front of me breaks, super hard and sure enough like i got tires that have been on that rig for 10 years you know no traction whatsoever slam on the brakes i'm gonna hit this person so i swerve to the right hop up onto that median bro i straight tony hawk truck grinded down this high centered so my wheels on either side are or five inches off the ground Mm -hmm. i can't go anywhere i'm stuck on the thing Mm -hmm. i don't know what I'm, i'm you know i I'm panicking. I'm I think I'm with my girlfriend at the time. This guy, bless his heart, sees th- the wreck, brings his for he's like got a garage right next door, brings his forklift out of his garage to nice. my rig and forklifts the van off of the median. Wow. Angel. Little, yeah, and I was wow. parked I was parked right next to a Les Schwab. rolled that thing in there got some new tires baby wow damn dude that worked out stroke of luck it was a stroke of luck i don't think the van recovered after that though messed up quite uh, underneath the the, like the frame of that rig never really recovered
1: you guys ever run out of gas
0: um stuck
2: yeah i ran out of gas one time but it's because my mercury switch and my what do you call the gas
0: meter? What do you call the thing? Oh, it's not odometer. It's uh gas odometer?
2: Gauge. No, odometer is the mileage, isn't it? Yeah, the gas gauge, mile. whatever. Okay. Ga- yeah, I... Gas-dometer. hmm Didn't work in the car for like five years. It was that old white cargo van that I had. <laughs> yeah. It like didn't work for years. So I was I was due <laughs> at one point to just run out of gas. <laughs> but it was cool. I just pushed you it into that. a gas station.
0: We didn't run out. I've never yeah, ran out nice. of gas. Well, I'm sure I have ran out of gas, but no. I'm funny. Stories that I remember from running out of gas, but uh, at one point was on tour with Bear, just me and Bear, and the the window, uh, the windshield wasn't sealed properly, and so there was water like kind of coming through, and Mm -hmm. it would really pour. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a particularly particularly heavy rain the night before, and water was coming through into the steering column Mm -hmm. and so we as we were driving whenever bear would break the horn would go off like Mm -hmm. somehow the wires got like shorted out or something and so every time he would break (laughs) and then and then we're we're literally i think we're in cleveland right outside of the arena i heard it was columbus was it columbus Mm -hmm. somewhere in ohio right outside of the arena. We're just trying to figure out like where the backstage parking is so we can get in and load our stuff. We're at a stoplight. Bear's panicking. Poor Bear. He's so sweet and like doesn't want to stand out in a crowd ever. Mm -hmm. Horn just shorts out Starts going off, uh, <laughs> bro. I'm in the passenger seat. Ooh, I, shut up, Bear, like people are looking at him. Bear's got his hands up like this. He's like, I don't know. Oh, no, no. I'm first Poor of all, I mean, I'm in yeah. tears. Yeah, of I course. can't handle Lying. myself. I'm laughing. Oh, I'd be, sh- I'd be, shitting so myself. Oh, as I'm opening up my phone to try and figure out like where <sighs> the horn. Fuse is so I can, you know, like yeah, stop yeah. the horn. It was going on for like 15 minutes, dude. Swear to God, we pulled to the side of the road, it's still <laughs> like last. Like, finally, we s- found the cable, just ended up cutting the cable, yeah, cut the cable. Oh, yeah. And uh, still don't have a horn in the old Sprinty Sprint, no horn to this day, oh, really? But, oh, yeah, You're oh, it was the huh? funniest, dude. I'm telling you, he was so <laughs> oh, stressed oh, out. Oh, my god, he dude. was man, dude. so
2: upset, dude. It was his worst nightmare is that kind of. Yeah. Embarrassment, oh, yeah.
0: that kind of attention. Yeah. yeah, he don't like that. He don't. He, he's not. He's not stoked on attention. I think no. it's
1: safe to say that none of us would be pretty thrilled with that kind of attention. <laughs> but but coming from Bear, that's it's that's awful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was pumped. I was I, <laughs> I would have been on this the floor this laughing. Best thing that's yeah. ever happened to me. <laughs>
1: that's, that's awesome. Dude. Well, you could have been in uh, Denver and gotten some tickets for some free um, airhorn, but. Uh, uh, tutorials. I wonder, or whatever they give you. I wonder if any <laughs>
0: cops are just going to be at like family reunions, just handing those out. Just like, hey man, I got all these. <laughs> I, got,
1: got these. <laughs> I got these. I like, got these. These are precinct. <laughs> but don't <I'm> work at Lake <laughs> Schwab.
0: Yeah,
2: just keep them all. Hey,
0: can just I cash? In. Can I cash these in?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. take these at the casino. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get them these. nest <laughs> quick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn,
0: dude! It kind of like you that. Guys, you that. You ever watched that? You ever that McMillions documentary where the the I think it was a police officer like figured <laughs> yeah, was out awesome. the McDonald's sweepstakes thing and was just handing out Park Place at like yeah. family to unions, his cousins and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was the
1: best part of that whole entire documentary. Man. It was. He's <laughs> so funny. Hilarious! Yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah, I've had so many car issues, man. So so I managed to not have windshield wipers on my line van. You had the same, I had the same van as you, Alan.
2: That's smart. In the PNW. Uh, had, what's that? That's smart to do. It's in PNW. so, dude, yeah. it was so stupid. <laughs> it doesn't rain. But in I so remembered.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I didn't have, I had windshield wipers, but they just didn't work and I didn't get it fixed. Oh, okay. And I also had two gas tanks and it was like four ninety seven per gallon for gas back then.
2: Oh my God. And so
1: unless I had like my dad's Chevron credit card, I was putting like $10 in, which would like literally start the engine. And uh, uh, the windshield diapers were out And I used to have to drive to this To Steph's parents restaurant uh, Out in Redmond And I have to take the freeway to get out there in this van And it was always raining, obviously And uh, I I could never see Because like It's just raining, raining, raining So I thought, I know what I'm going to do I'm going to put Rain-X on Because apparently that just like Repels water off your windshield Uh So I put it on my windshield I just rubbed a nice coat on top of it and all it did was just, like, bring the water on to the windshield and just, like, make it this gigantic, like, magnifying glass that just became, like, it made my depth perception so off. And I was just, like, I couldn't see anything. And one time I was, I, I would call all the time uh, just to be like, hey, like, I'm stopping. I'm stopped on a shoulder because I can't, I can't see. Uh, my, my I don't have windshield wipers and it's raining really hard. And they'd be like, do you in? <laughs> Get some windshield wipers. I'm like, I don't make enough money at this place to get them. <laughs> spinning it all on fucking weed and toasted cheesers. And, uh, and one time my gas tank uh, emptied at the same time. So like not only was I just stuck in the rain, my windshield wipers didn't work, but my gas tank stopped as well. And I was like four miles from a gas station. Oh. And I just had to walk the whole entire way because nobody was coming to pick me up. It was the worst, dude. It was so awful, and it just happened like I it, I just like chalked it up to being like a situation with Alan, where it was, like when I went to Capitol Records in my car, it was just like, well, this is just the shit that happens to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, darn. <laughs> when oh
2: just,
0: darn! When you could have just, we could just gone to Advanced Auto Parts like know, three yeah. years earlier and just bought yeah. two windshield wipers for four dollars, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> and replaced it. Know. Get ahead of these things. Yeah, I remember it growing up how. Uh, <clears throat> like ridiculous some I, I used to have this problem with like calling people on the phone i would yeah. always make my, like ask my mom to do it you know like if i had to call like my youth leader or something and be like hey can i be like, can be, like, can be like mom can you just do it for me i just had these weird tics where i just didn't want <laughs> to talk to people yeah you just do it for me yeah like trying to get out of stuff not even get out of stuff it was just like no. i didn't like talking to adults mm. And so I would like, I was afraid of them or something. I don't know what the anxiety was, but I remember like now as an adult, I'm like, that was so dumb. Like, I can't believe how dumb I was. Same thing with Julian's windshield wipers. Like, I'm sure you look back on that, you're just like, I can't believe that I was like over three years old and just that dumb. Yeah. 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 I had
1: the same, I had the same issue where I was like, I don't want to call, like, I remember my, my, my mom and dad always just being like, just call the dentist and like set up your appointment. I'm like, I'm, I'm 13 years old. They're like, yeah, set up an appointment. I'm just like, I am what are you talking about? Yeah. I can't, I don't know how to do that. Like just call them and do it. So yeah, I mean, I was probably like 17 when I was getting into all this trouble with my car. And yeah, I didn't even like have the wherewithal to be like, I'm just going to call a, 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 a pl- anybody, even a friend. Yeah, <laughs> I just felt yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. I right. was like, "Oh." Whatever, man. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get out of my car and walk. I'll probably even lock my van. <laughs> hey, it's, like, it's,
0: just, it's like it's easier just to go through the suffering than yeah. it is to appear stupid Admit or something. I don't yeah. know what it. Dumb, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, like yeah. you have too much pride or. Yeah, I remember just back back like being in my teens and, or even too like when we were first living together. You know, and like I was convinced that I was a musician. Before I was actually a musician, you know, I was just like, I would tell people, like, I was convinced you were a musician. I'm a musician. Like, what do you do? I'm yeah. like, I'm a musician. Yeah. But I couldn't pay my rent. Like, I couldn't right. feed myself. I didn't yeah. make any money playing when music. When you
2: told people you were a musician, that's exactly what they thought.
0: That I couldn't feed myself. Yeah. 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 They yeah. couldn't afford shit. But, 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 but I had the pride. Like, somehow I had convinced myself in that. I think, Craziness of reality that like, I was a musician, and so I that's why I couldn't go get a job because right. if I would have got another job, then I wouldn't have been a musician anymore. Right. Like it was the it was yeah. like such this social thing where like when I was at these house parties with like ten people at yeah. them, yeah, 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 I needed to make sure they all knew that I was a musician, yeah, because if I went to go get a an actual job like slinging coffee or anything that would actually pay for yeah, my life, yeah. then I wouldn't be, I would be that. Then
2: it's like that you're afraid they're gonna catch you like slinging popcorn at the AMC right. or something, be like, Oh, you said he was a musician.
0: Yeah, he's like, Oh, he's definitely not a musician. Like, what? I mean, I totally understand uh, it burp. nowadays. If I had to, like, which you know, I'm fucking skating on thin ice the last two years, like, go <laughs> yeah. get a real job. The- Theoretically, in my brain, I'm like, it totally makes sense. Like, you need money. You have a family to provide for. There's no shame in just going to get a job so you can earn enough money to live. But the pride has been built up so much by, oh, I'm a musician, right? Or it's like, like
2: you'd no longer be who you are if you had to go get a job. As far as like your the stake you put in your pride of what you do. Like, I'm a musician. That's how I survive.
0: Literally, yeah. And but it would, but nobody would care. Yeah. The only person that would care would be me.
2: Right.
1: I you could agree. probably get a nice job uh, giving some people some suggestions at Best Buy. One of those one of those front desk clerks. Dude, it's I like, hey, I could can do I, get for
0: I could do plenty of things. I don't th- I would be hard for me to work for anybody. I think I've been thinking about that as of recent like Yeah. I've never I do well with authority. Like I do okay in job situations where people are like this is what I need you to do. i be like I can do that. No problem. But um I've just worked for myself for so long that I don't know if I could go out and like work underneath somebody. Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on the job, but I also see, man, I know quite a few people who are in like gigantic companies, huge companies that generate millions of dollars a year. And the amount of frustration that I see them go through with just, like the smallest tasks mm-hmm. of like, okay, well, Hey guys, I'm thinking that we're going to use green gaff tape on site. <clears throat> and they literally have to go through a sure That can get approved. Yeah. We got to, you got to get it approved by 90 people right? in order to just do the stupidest of tasks. And yeah. that's, seemingly how the corporate structure i mean i'm sure it doesn't work like that in every situation but like i would imagine most corporate situations are like that like okay well i gotta talk to tommy who's above me and tommy's mm-hmm. got to talk to cindy who's above him and cindy's got to talk to jake who you know, like and then 12 people later you finally get to the guy who's like i don't fucking care yeah i don't <laughs> don't care. yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's not do done yet <laughs> yeah it's not finished yet you're wasting yeah. all this time it was like, you reprimanded me last time yeah, for yeah, using yeah, green yeah, yeah. G- gaff, you know. Do you um, think
1: you'd get uh, a new sense of respect for, like, the working class people by going back to work in that capacity? Oh, of course.
0: Yeah, of yeah. course. I've, I've gone out It'd be hard. whilst a few times I would go and help uh, Paul Corbett, like, do, you know, he would, like, lay a floor. Just and put, like, I'd work the whole day with him, you know, seven, eight hours or whatever it was. Cause my job isn't physical at all. I mean, the hour on stage that I'm each night, is, yeah. like that's physical, but it's it's not manual labor. It's all not day. manual yeah. labor. Like there's people who actually work really hard to make a living, and I'm not saying I don't work hard because I think I do work hard at the thing I do. But it's not it's not manual labor. It's not hard work. If that makes yeah. sense, um, it's difficult work. Mm-hmm. to yeah, like be brain. good at and to rise above and to stay on top and to keep people interested and mm-hmm. it's really tough i think on my psyche right mm-hmm. like if i was a lot like a landscaper i don't think that that would really like like mess me up in my head as much as being a musician does no
1: unless you wanted to be a musician you weren't being it so that you could be a landscaper
0: well, I'm, I'm I'm saying step out of this reality into a reality where all I wanted to do was right. landscape. I, I don't think that, that it would mess me up like music does. Like music somehow messes with my psyche yeah, of course. so much. You know, um, people
2: find it meditative to be in that kind of, I mean, maybe it's an excuse, but I think it's through the monotony of the work of just like building a brick wall. It's like Zen for some people.
0: Oh, I totally get
2: that. You know, like painting a house, you're just like in the zone. So yeah. you're definitely not stressing out about Managements, agents people who are there outfits equipment all those different stresses
1: you know totally we were were just talking about like before this episode started like running ethernet cables to our spaces and like that task for me in my apartment took like four hours but it it was meditative i was just like running this cable like all throughout all these rooms and around and up and down and over and over and it yeah i don't ever have to do that work myself so it's just like how's your ceiling
0: how is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't even talk oh, about uh, Hurricane yeah. Ida. Yeah. I haven't even mean, speak- spoken to you since you floated away, dude. I'm yeah, sorry a boat we haven't right checked now? in on you, Jules. Uh, yeah, dude. I'm in my canoe. How's your was hospital
2: up, stay? <laughs> Pretty fine, dude. <laughs> okay. Pick me up to
1: the IV drip, dude. I feel fine. There you go.
0: So um, so talk to us. It, I mean this is the funniest thing about news is that they need to sell a story, and so they will give you like the most sensationalized version right. of something. What was right. it like in New York from your, like, obviously each person's perspective is different because their reality is different, but yep. from your position, yeah. uh, what was like New a, York week, like? a week
1: before, like the, a week before the big, big hurricane came, we had had like a smaller version of that same hurricane and it kind of made some water damage in our personal apartment complex. And so we had started developing some drips in like in our house, in our apartment, very small ones. We we're like, oh man, they gotta come fix this. So we're telling them, come fix this, come fix this. And outside in our hallway, uh, where our apartment in, in, in like right outside of our door, um, it was getting like a little bit more severe. And so we put all these pa- these pots out there and was catching this water. And it lasted like a week of just kind of like shitty dripping happening. And uh, nobody came and did anything. And you know it was just like, okay, cool, like nothing's gonna happen. And then the night, which I think was like a week ago or something, uh, it just dumped oh, so hard dude and Steph and I were sitting here watching like a Game of Thrones episode or something like that and just heard like, whoa dude like rumbled through the whole entire apartment I got out and we realized that the, the the ceiling had just fallen completely out in our uh in our hallway just like right outside our door and just like the whole the whole ceiling um it just collapsed on itself and I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. We were, like, sending pictures to you guys and to friends and stuff like that. Like, this is nuts, man. Like, this is going crazy. Little did I know, like, 150 feet away, it was, like, five feet deep on the street. Wow. And, like, businesses were flipped upside down. Wow. People's houses. Like, the, there was a couple girls over here, um, friends of Steph's the other night, that were, uh, they were talking about how she was – one of them was talking about how she – was just sitting in her up, up like first floor apartment, and she has a basement down below that has her bedroom and all of her things in it. So like the upstairs is where she walks into, and it's basically just like her living room, and then downstairs is where all of her stuff is. Mm-hmm. And she was up there just watching TV, not even thinking about anything. She was like, "Oh, rainy day, like just gonna stay in." Everybody knew it was raining super hard; so you could just like physically hear this rain. Um, and uh, she went downstairs to just go to bed and like as she got to the bottom step, she realized there was like eight inches of water down there. And it was just like, her laptop was underneath it. Her clothes, oh, her man. boxes, her, every single thing she owned. It was oh. just, and the, and, um, uh, insurance isn't like, it's too overwhelmed. They're not even covering anything. Like people are figuring out what to do. Landlords and and like, um, owners of buildings, and management companies are kind of just like at a loss. It, it's all subject to like different places. our, Fortunately, we didn't have that big of an issue with our spot. Um, To us, it was like, this is shitty. Like, let's get this fixed. And they were pretty poor about coming and fixing it. But other people got it so much worse. Mm -hmm. Like, businesses just were devastated, like, right down the road from us. Um, It was was kind of funny because I, Stephanie made uh, homemade brownies. And I was so pumped, but we didn't have any ice cream. And I was like, dude. What are you I doing? Can't eat, I can't eat fucking brownies. Kill yourself. No, like, yeah, exactly. I was, I was going to But we had this blood coming in, like the ceiling had dropped out at this point and I was like,
0: it's Did you go get dumb. some ice cream? Did you get some Dairy Queen? <laughs> You just kayak to the yeah. local Lucerne yeah. station. Yeah. Savage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I lost. I lost
1: my my rain boots that I brought to Alaska with me when we went out. So I just wore my tennis shoes. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I uh, stepped gave me a rain jacket, and I went out. And there were two girls coming in because they had gotten trapped. People were trapped like all throughout the city, everywhere. Like they couldn't get cars. Car- if they could get a car, it was like three hundred and fifty bucks to take them like two miles. Wow. It was insane. Um, so the two, two of the girls that live in the building coming home, just drenched because they weren't prepared for it. And, and I was meeting them at the entrance and they were like, what are you doing? I had my rain jacket. I was like. Oh, they brownies. They were like, "Don't do that!" I'm like, "I, I ha- have to." Yeah. and, so I wore that <laughs> guy,
0: and then Alex. right and then yeah, right, and right then Julian pulls out of his jacket two windshield wipers. He goes, <laughs> yeah, I'm <prepared."> yeah, exactly. <laughs> "I've
1: grown exactly. to I've grown up." It was now. It, it was crazy. But the craziest thing was that the next day, you know, people's places were flipped upside down. But it was like a beautiful day. The birds were chirping, like it was total like blue skies. Everything was great, and like somehow, like our f- our subway system, got like our our station went like viral on like whatever social media platform it went viral on because it was just flooding completely, like completely submerged. And the next day, like I took the subway. I was like, "How the
2: fuck did anybody
1: get anything done down here?" And like the streets were superheroes, pretty pretty clear. It was like, man, real testament to the people that are doing the manual labor out right, here, man. Right. Like, that is crazy work. We're well, just, also yeah.
0: just the engineering that would go behind setting up a city like that, like the forward thinking. It's like, well, we're probably going to get rain at some point, and this mm-hmm. should all yeah. like flow somewhere, somewhere. Yeah,
2: like what LA yeah. didn't do
0: just like what i wouldn't do right like if if i was in charge of just putting anything together i'd be like oh damn it i forgot (laughs) about fire right yeah Yeah. well it's
1: (laughs) 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 well it's wild because my brother gabe lives in tahoe and like He's dealing with the fires there. He's been evacuated from his house mm-hmm. on this side of the country. Like we're getting flooded out, so it's just it's just a weird family text thread going on right now, you know. Flood uh, versus it's, rain versus fire. It's unfortunately. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's unfortunately it's super weird. Going to be, but there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of heroes out there, you know, coming in coming in the clutch and and volunteering and and uh, making it happen for people, um, including my last how it's this. Oh, bring it on, bring baby, on baby! I love it. Come on, how good this. Yeah. The transitions, I'm going to start getting better at these transitions <laughs> You should, uh, have, a, you should this... have a push
0: button That's just like yeah. <ifiay> Here it comes
1: Yeah, another, another uh, uh, Savior, another hero uh, Good kid, name's Tommy Marcus Not sure if you guys are familiar with him He goes by Quentin Quarantino On Instagram and these other social media platforms okay. He started this Social media platform during Quarantine, as he would Quentin Quarantino little joke. He was posting like memes and just doing like humor posts, just being silly. Uh, and then when, uh, you know, he was developing followers and getting kind of a, he was, he was getting some, some traction with all the stuff because it was silly. And then, uh, once things started going bad in Afghanistan, he, he made a GoFundMe campaign and through his page raised over six million dollars in one day wow. to like go out to relief uh to, to like relieve a lot of these people to bring them out and to get like planes to get out there to help them out um and it's been out and it's been up now since then and it's at like 7.3 million dollars now
0: oh um, good it's still on
1: accessible him. That's amazing. Um, yeah and he just like did it kind of as like he had no idea he didn't know what was going to happen like it totally took him from being like a kind of like Silly humor humorist on Instagram to being like a like responsible for like the 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 Instagram turned into like a social commentary piece and he was just like became so much more than he kind of anticipated and so wow uh, it's pretty big it's called Fly Away uh, Emergency Afghan Rescue Mission way um, to go Tom, way to go I mean? Tommy
0: Marcus with Quint yeah. what is
1: Quentin Quarantino Quentin Quentin Quarantino okay.
0: Quentin yeah. Quarantino way to go yeah. man there was another uh, well. Uh, there's an australian comedian um who got famous like kind of taking the piss out of supermodels and like instagram influencers she would take a video or a photo of you know chloe kardashian posing in the mirror and then she would redo it herself but you know she's like a funny physical comedian so she's Not a supermodel. I didn't even. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's kind of taking the piss out of me.
2: She's funny, though. I forget her name,
0: but during the Australian fires, she put together a GoFundMe and like all the Kardashian girls retweeted it. Dude, she raised like $40 million or something. Obscene. Not obscene, great, right? Um, The coolest shadow cast by the internet of all the things that like the internet has brought us that has separated us. Right. One of the coolest things that it is done Solidarity. is allowed us the capability of like legitimately changing people's lives.
2: Yeah. Like that, yeah. like that. And like giving you the yeah. access to help where I think the lack of information is what pauses a lot of people mm. on wanting to help certain causes is the lack of accessibility where right. on a platform like that, where it's like, just click it and you're all set, click it okay. and donate, you know, like right. it's so, so yeah. easy and
0: streamlined. You used to be like telethons. You remember back in the day when PBS would yeah. like do their telethon yeah. and be like, oh no, like Arthur's not going to be on this week yeah. because it's just a bunch of old people talking on the phone. Yeah. They like, literally have to pick up the phone. We know hey. you hate that. Hey. That was a good drop. Hey. Dude. Arthur's
1: not going to be on because it's the t- <laughs> <laughs> telethon. That, that was my totally one. That.
0: that was my cartoon growing up. Like, you know we, didn't have, we had well, two, four, six, and seven, and it was either. It was either it was or, uh, yeah, twenty twenty or Arthur, yeah, or Mash, yeah. or Mash, yeah. And I couldn't watch Mash. <laughs> Nothing on two, four, and six <laughs> after <laughs> four p.m. I was allowed to watch. I just remember you said like,
1: turn that shit off. like I think it's probably a great show, but I just couldn't. Hear. I was well, same like, with yeah, uh,
0: Seinfeld. Back when I was young, was yeah, so lame to me. Like I just didn't yeah, get but the I, humor.
1: That's a sick bass. I would now. I would turn it off. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: no, no questions asked. But nowadays, yeah, like Seinfeld's, some of the funniest, some brilliant show, hilarious. Obviously,
1: it's. Uh, it, I'm not always too thrilled about things that are trending in the world, but when they're like this, man, it's like God, that's the best, man. Like the the, uh, the psychology behind trend is such an interesting thing. You know? mm. And when it comes in a in a good way and it happens for a good purpose, it's just like, yes, man, please, more of this, man, more of this. Like, no more of Kimmy's, Kimmy Kardashian's butt cheeks. Like, I don't have any, I, I don't care about that at all. There's so much shit that's such garbage to look at. But it's been great, man, to, like, go on these good news uh, forums and just, like, get inundated with, like, positive stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm just, like, looking at cool stuff. Like, ooh, what? What can we talk about on the podcast today? No, that's like, amazing. What's going to like, and it makes it affects my mood. It makes me feel sure, good. It's like, oh, this is
0: cool. I sure. think about that a lot because um, I think naturally humans have a tendency towards, I think it's probably a defense mechanism where we're looking out for danger. We're looking out for the things that might be our demise. I think that's why sensationalized news is what it is, is because we, Are naturally inclined to look at the car wreck, right? It's harder for us to sit at a sunset and just like think about positive things than it is for us to argue about, you know, who's the president. And I think that that's a human instinct for us to attempt to try and prepare for the worst, right? Like that's our fight or flight mechanism coming in and being like, well, you need to worry about this, that, and the other. And so that lends itself towards. You know, like, God, every time I turn on Netflix, like every single documentary is about somebody who got murdered back, mm-hmm, you know, or mm-hmm. the mafia or something. I don't think about it enough of how that affects me. Right. Because I'm just like, I think I'm a, I'm so desensitized to it. I'm, I'm just a brick wall. Like, oh, I'll watch the Night Stalker documentary. Yeah. Like the most savage human ever. I'm just gonna watch his life story and just like all the crap, terrible things that he did. I'm just gonna go right, uh, right before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then think. Yeah, that and, that's r- and not reduce gonna, it
1: to being like I'm fascinated rather than right. that it's actually messing your brain. Up. The last,
0: oh, yeah. the really? last, well, three or four days, I've just been watching, um, parts unknown, uh, Anthony Bourdain, uh-huh. like one, yeah. one episode before I go to bed, and. My mood, like I, I definitely understand how much those things can affect my mood, and it goes back to, I mean, right, I grew up in the church with Bible verses, and the one that always stuck with me is, whatever is good, whatever is righteous, whatever is holy, think about those things. Now, that's like a yeah. super churched up way to say, you are what you eat. Literally, like what you ingest, the things that you spend your time and spend your energy orbiting around consuming Mm -hmm. matters totally. And I don't think about it enough. Like I, I I don't take the time to be like, okay, is this like actually going to benefit my mood? Is this going to bless me? Or is this going to chuck me in a ditch and keep me there? Yeah. And it's hard to be,
1: it's hard hard to be mindful, man. When there's like, you know, (laughs) your devices as well as your TVs, as well as your like smart house is just like, targeting what you like based on what you've told it what you like see
2: but you this know? Is- well just inherent cynicism too i mean i think yeah. those tragedies make you in a very selfish way but very human way better about your plight cynicism too
0: cynicism too that's another one i need to look out for as well like you're a pretty positive guy you don't really talk shit that's probably happened since people started uh caring about my music the like, I don't talk shit about people mm. because I, I've two reasons. One, cause I'm constantly terrified of what people are saying when I'm not around. It's not good. I know. Secondly, uh, I don't want people's reflection of me being, oh yeah, well that guy just talks shit about everybody. Totally. So I'm very careful about that. It's not because I don't like have, of course not, but being conscious of that's very important.
2: I mean, that was one of my new year's resolutions a couple of years ago. Was like just don't say it. Think about it. Sure, it is what it is, but you don't need to spew that garbage right, yeah. into other people's
0: ears. Totally. Yeah, I completely you know? agree. Yeah. And I think it. I think whether you know know it or not, I think it affects the way you interact with people. I want something. It made me feel negative too.
2: Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I'm sure. I'm just talking shit. Right. I'm not yeah. doing totally. anything to affect this person positively. I'm not affecting myself positively. I'm yeah. just talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean definitely like sometimes it's fun. There I think there's there's like a line that can be crossed. Like just so riffing and then just straight up talking exactly. shit. Exactly. Like if you're riffing about Dimebag Bag Daryl, not Dimebag Daryl, that's fucking sorry. <laughs> Recipes. Uh, fucking rest rest in peace. Like DDP. Yeah. If you're just riffing about like just talking shit about DDP. Like I don't know DDP. Uh-huh. I yeah. have no I hold no effect on DDP, right? But like right. there are people that if I was talking shit about them there's a little bit more it's do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it means more. It, it means person. more. It's fun to talk shit about Joe Biden or Donald Trump or George Bush like these people that are so they're they're not even like their personality is not even a, connected to a human in my sure orbit. Yeah. Like
2: right. although it they're does so matter, far removed, yeah.
0: But it, they're they're almost like a like Superman or like a comic character, right? So it's yeah. fun to like toss shit at those type of people. Yeah, yeah some of the best advice I got well into my twenties was like, the reason why you don't lie is not like the reason why it's wrong is because if you lie to people, you're constantly thinking that everybody's lying at you Mm -hmm. lying to you Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh my God, that's so true. Right. If you talk shit about people when they're not around, you're constantly going to think that everybody talks shit about you when you're not there. Yeah. And that's not a good way to like interact in, a social situation all. it's yeah. terrible it's, de- yeah. it's debilitating
1: it is yeah looks behavioral and, and that's why people that are just like inherently pissed and mm-hmm. frustrated by life are constantly running into th- shitty situations because it's just like mm-hmm. change your attitude first and foremost yeah. and then yeah. see what happens and I think like just in the talking shit camp it's like uh, a director I worked with a long time ago told me like I just don't like I talk a lot of shit but I won't ever say something I won't say to somebody's face and it's just like, oh, that's nice to think about. Like, if I can, I mean, I don't want to talk shit at all, really, but like, I don't want to actually say things and I'm guilty of it too. You know, I fucking whatever, you know, I do whatever I do wrong. I, I don't think I'm like yeah, awful all are. with it, but all are. yeah, totally. But I think, you know, when I, when I start it down that avenue to be conscious of like, would I say this to this person and just to have that thought cross through my brain while I'm in that conversation. <laughs> is really helpful because then it's just like if if the answer is no it's just like then shut the fuck up yeah it's a good little stop sign you have for yourself
0: taz, yeah. taz had this super cool quote the other day she put on her instagram um i think it's a eleanor roosevelt quote um and i'm gonna butcher it but essentially it's like uh dull people talk about other people smart people talk about ideas nice yeah, and i was like ah, oh, yeah like I like that. I like talking and discussing ideas or discussing just perspectives. Mm -hmm. But when it gets into like talking about other humans in a ill light, that just, it makes me hurt. I think you do, at times, it's okay to discuss people, right? Because it comes from a level of like caring, I think, to a degree. But I never leave those type of situations being like, Solved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like you don't. You never leave those type of seri- scenarios where you're like, yeah. Oh man, I really
2: did some good work here. Well, it's like you were saying, you know, with the negative content or something you're watching a post like, and that's something you can just binge for a few hours, opposed to like taking in the sunset and enjoying something beautiful. Yeah. You know, you don't go around just like complimenting people all the time yeah. or saying like, "Great job! Thank mm. you so much for this. Thank you for this." Like, encouraging mm. and reinforcing positivity in a lot of people it's like you're consciously doing that but it's like an effort and you you have to think about doing that where just making fun of someone it comes so naturally it's just sad mm. yeah yeah, yeah. Wh- where do you think that like uh, we i think insecurities had... yeah yeah i think so i think that's what yeah. would come from for me for at least part of it is insecurity yeah. so you're like i'm gonna put that pain on them mm. i'm putting pain mm-hmm. away from me I'm reassuring myself because they're less than I am right now, which is terrible.
0: Right. Yeah. It's interesting. I think that's a really good point. It's like, you're trying to, to bring people down to the way you're feeling mm-hmm. versus like, no, I'm going to try to get up there. I'm trying with to get you. up
2: there with them. I'm well, going to try to learn yeah. from them.
0: And even better. I'm going to try to elevate myself and bring you with me.
2: Exactly. Like that's talk about f- tasks. Talk about goals. Talk about good, positive things. Yeah. Learn something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you just dismiss it because it's easier. <laughs> Right, too. I think a lot of stuff
1: into the world, too. You will that stuff for sure through through your you know your your
2: conversations about it. People need to have more compliment circles. I think just keep with your friends and just compliment each other. You don't have to do it on Thanksgiving. Like, just fucking do it.
0: We just need to start having a a, a federal ration of MDMA. Is what we need to do. (laughs) Like every year, you can. I mean, think about it. Right? Like, no, no, no. I'm being honest. I'm being serious. Like every year, we have a well regulated. Hunting season where you get one deer. Now, some people go out and they shoot more than one deer, but nobody's going out and shooting five deer a day. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's doing it, right? The federal government, it's probably actually state government that's regulating it really well, but they do a pretty damn good job. We got Forest Service agents out there who are regulating hunters mm-hmm. and we. I think you would ask most hunters, the United States does a pretty damn good job of making sure that all of the natural game animals in America are culled and utilized in the right capacity. Some people probably hate it. Mm-hmm i'm sure some i'm sure there are of course <laughs> of course but as an outlier
2: yeah, yeah. i don't go hey You're you, saying they're doing a good job at regulating I'm it i'm saying they're doing a pretty, not like mowing down ar-15 cow right cow i mean shit. yeah if
0: there was sure there's like probably a pig problem in texas right but yeah the fucking governor but <laughs> but ultimately <laughs> ultimately like that's a the government program that's well regulated sure pretty good as an outline as mdma there should be a one for all drugs for drugs for all drugs the purge what what we've been what we've been trying to do for the last 30 years is so ludicrous and so dumb and we are so much farther away from positive drug drug culture in america we've had more opiate uh, overdoses in the last 10 years than in the previous hundred the we're losing the war we've lost the war the drug war has been lost Mm -hmm. Mexico is demolished because of American drug habit. Mm -hmm. And if you legalized it and regulated it and utilized it as a ration-based situation, okay, you want to apply for a license to take (laughs) heroin? Okay. (laughs) Look, You're going to take heroin that's been manufactured responsibly by agents that do so responsibly, Mm -hmm. and you're only going to get so much. And listen— If you go out hunting with your buddies And you're not safe And you shoot somebody Sorry It's like You're gonna go to jail Yeah Right If you utilize these drugs Negatively after we've regulated them You're in trouble You're in trouble But like Compliment circle Back to it Yeah If you had a well rationed organization Where every like Instead of Dumb pagan holidays Like Christmas Mm -hmm. You're like Hey Let's get a Potluck together We're all gonna take some a little bit of this and we're going to just say nice things about each other. Sounds like a lovely time.
1: Well, I think we, I think we're already like doing that within our circle. And I think we just need to expand that outwardly by like being examples of that on this and saying like, you know, having those moments and being, and and utilizing this. And that's, what's cool about kind of redirecting this podcast towards like how good's this? Like what is, how good's this? It's what's good. What's Mm -hmm. good these things are good. Mm. This is like what we're positive about. This is what we're happy about. And we can be the examples for that. For if it's only 10 people listening, fuck man, at least it's 10 people listening. If it's, if it grows and becomes much more people, fuck dude, like everybody needs to listen to how good's this news, you know? And depending on the way that we're transmitting that will, you know, effectively get into the brains of other people. And if we can do anything to impact somebody's day or make them smile which we already are by the way and i'm not like tooting our horn or saying that like we're awesome because of that i think it's just because that's the avenue we're trying to take with this thing and that's that makes this feel valuable to me moving forward um if we can frame it that way and and ultimately that's what we're going to do and we can keep having those conversations you know about fucking having compliment circles maybe we can even do uh, maybe we just do an episode where we do MDMA and just have a compliment circle. Oh my Who God.
0: Knows? Like, I don't know about that. that, that
2: the upper, I don't either, but I try.
0: Not whilst, <laughs> this, not whilst it's still uh, prohibited.
2: I mean. I've been on many drugs during many of these episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Tylenol doesn't count. Yeah. Now that they've got me forced me on camera, I'm going to have to lower my dosages.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I don't mean to get like all like highfalutin on it and be like, oh, we're doing something so noble because like, definitely we're just (laughs) chatting with our best friends. Like, we're just having a good time and shooting the shit. But like, it can be. Something more than that, you know? And, totally. and it should be something more than that. And how so it's I, think, this. I think
0: how good's this, you know? <laughs> like in being three, able to two, one. <laughs> how good. How good is. This. <laughs> nice. How are we to do that every time? Absolutely, dude. i say we put it at the end of every yeah. episode from here on in. Highfalutin. Highfalutin, dude. Highfalutin. Great word, like that, baby boy. Ideas. Highfalutin and corn syrup. Chucking I out syllables, out. dude.
1: <laughs> spray us. <laughs>
0: Um just court. Shout out to Dave Matthews band. Shout out to Dave Matthews
1: band. Squad. Shout out to you guys, man. You guys are my best friends and I fucking love you guys. Compliment.
0: Love you guys.
2: Thanks, Jules. Sweet episode. (laughs) 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 Aye.
0: Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one? Huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com
1: slash live at the lodge where you can support the How Goods of This podcast as well as the entire Live at the Lodge family.
0: Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash live at the lodge.